We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. My mute usually my mic usually mutes itself and decided not to today. Welcome to the Keys to Victory for Notre Dame's game against Louisville on Saturday nights. Of course, Notre Dame is traveling to Louisville, Kentucky to take on the number 25 ranked Louisville Cardinal. They are now 5-0 and on the season. Notre Dame obviously sitting at 5-1 and with the week zero matchup that they had against Navy. So one extra game on Louisville. And this one, folks, is right in the middle of what we knew would be but has been a daunting four-game stretch. Obviously, you go Ohio State, Duke, now you have Louisville, and then you're going to USC next week. So this was a very important stretch for Notre Dame football. This battle against Louisville, obviously it being a road game, but has just some unique challenges to it. We'll talk about, obviously, what Louisville brings to the table, and we talked about that a little bit on Tuesday as well. If you all missed that show, you should go back and listen. But we really want to hit on before we start here because we're going to hit on keys to victory on both sides of the football, offensively and defensively. Of course, we'll pick the get, pick the game, who's going to win, our final score predictions, maybe some prediction of game balls and big storylines out of that game. We'll also talk about some just a great week in college football that it is, some really intriguing matchups that we'll hit on. So, Brian, this one, though, is a really intriguing matchup because I think that most people before the season would have said, Louisville's a, a scrappy little team, a team that you don't really know what's 100% perspective. You don't know what to expect completely because obviously Jeff Brom, first year overseeing the program, you knew Louisville always had talent, right? They always had athletes. They've always had that, but they've also brought in a lot of transfers this offseason. This is a big opportunity for Notre Dame, obviously, to get back on track, especially offensively, but some unique challenges that Louisville presents. And a lot that is at stake for Notre Dame coming into this week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, obviously, Ryan, we thought Jeff Brom would do a good job at Louisville. He's going to get more talent than he had at Purdue, and he did a good job at Purdue. You know, and, and, and so you know he's going to have high-octane pass offenses. They're going to throw the ball a lot, throw for a lot of yards. But they're better than I thought they were going to be. And and obviously, they in really the last couple of years, they've had a lot of transfers. You mentioned some of the transfers that that uh, that they've had, but some of them came in last year. The running back, uh, the kid from Syracuse, Jordan. You know, he's a transfer and came from last year. Then this year, they added a bunch of guys when Jeff Brom came in. And this is an offense that's always going to be very attractive and Jeff Brom's one of those coaches that if he could find the right school was going to have a lot of success in the portal on offense. But they've also had some success on defense in the portal, Ryan, getting some guys. And their secondary especially has benefited greatly from the transfer portal from a starting standpoint and a depth standpoint. And and they're playing quality football. Are, are they world beaters? Are we going to sit here and tell you, like, guys, oh, man, Notre Dame's going to be lucky to go on the road and pull this one out? No, we're not doing that. We always try to be honest with you guys, but this, is this one of those games where if you bring your kind of C-minus game like you did against Duke, you could find yourselves getting beat? Yeah, because what Duke didn't have that helps Notre Dame is Duke didn't have those dynamic playmakers that when Notre Dame's offense was struggling could maybe rip off a big some big plays and put points on the board. Louisville does. And, and so you're going to need a, a much better all-around game against Louisville than you had against Duke. Not necessarily saying Louisville's better than Duke, just from a matchup standpoint. I think in, in, in on the perimeter, both sides of the ball, they present some tougher matchups in some places than, than Duke did. But at the end of the day, it's a legitimate top 25 team on the road. It's another opportunity for Notre Dame to grow as a team and show who they are as a team. And I kind of like the fact there's a lot of people picking against Notre Dame this week. I actually think that's a good thing. Because I, I think this team, Ryan, was kind of feeling itself a little bit you know, going into the Ohio State game, rightfully so. And they just played last week a little bit like their their confidence was shook a tad, you know what I mean, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe with everybody kind of now jumping off the bandwagon nationally, which is what they do, right? Right? When their name's good, they're going to hype you up, hype you up, get all the clicks they can out of it. And then when you lose or you struggle, boom, let's crush them. Yeah. All good. Maybe that gives them a little bit of a chip on a shoulder on their shoulders that they need to kind of go out and like, okay, y'all want to hate on us, y'all want to doubt us. Okay, cool. Let's go show show everybody what we got. And uh, that's what that's the chance that's in front of Notre Dame this weekend. And it's gonna if they win, it's gonna be an earned one because this is a quality yep. this is a quality Louisville football team. 
Now, and obviously potentially getting the six and one would be a big time for Notre Dame going into their game against USC. And obviously we can't look too far forward, but we know that this is the toughest stretch on the schedule for Notre Dame. And finally getting to the end of that stretch would be big time for Notre Dame because then you get a bye week, obviously, after USC as well. So you can kind of breathe for a couple seconds, which would be mm-hmm. great. But I, I mean, I, I just this one is massive for me because this one. There could be in the – I felt like if Louisville was just a solid football team going into this game, maybe they were 3-2 and two or even 4-1, and one, but like it just wasn't a really sexy 4-1, and one, that Notre Dame maybe would look past this team, right? To be like, we play USC next week. Like, we'll just take care of business. We'll, I don't want to say sleepwalk because that's not the team's perspective on that. But, like, we'll get that done, and then we'll go to USC and get a big W. Now with Louisville being undefeated – and you are in hostile territory, I expect it to be kind of raucous there as well. Like I expect mm-hmm. it to be a, some pretty good energy there. Them at 5-0, and oh, them a top 25 team in the country. I think Notre Dame will be ready to play. I do. I, hope, I think yeah. they understand how important this game is for just kind of the, the resume of this season right now. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be And if they, if they aren't, Ryan, it's a big yep. red flag. Like Especially if you're not up for this season. game, it's a big red flag. Look, I know you're tired. This is going to be your seventh game in a row. I get all that, but that's that's yeah. when the great teams kind of really dig deep and say, "Hey, you know, uh, the, yeah, it's not the ideal schedule." I've always said this would be the perfect time to have a bye heading into like play this game, then a bye next week. Like that's the only change. Yeah, that's the only yeah. issue I had with the schedules. I would have liked to seen USC move back a week if it was possible. And obviously it doesn't seem like it was possible with the USC schedule, but that would have been the ideal. But hey, look, this is the this is the hand that's dealt to you. So go out there and get it done. You know, go out there and, and, and battle, go out there and and, and play hard and, and go out there and do what you need to do to get this W because that's kind of where Notre Dame is at right now, right? It's just keep winning. Right, you've got enough. You're, you're you're sitting there at number ten. You're not that far off. There's a lot of games between teams that are ranked ahead of you against each other coming yep. up. There's a lot of team. Th- those teams have to play other really good opponents coming up. So you're going to get your chance to move up the rankings. You've just got to keep battling, and that's going to be the key for Notre Dame. And, and look, you know, people can complain about the schedule and all those type of things, but this is still a relatively new phenomenon, and teams used to have to do this all the time. Hey, we always like to talk about, you know, the last time Notre Dame won a national championship was 1988, but the last time Notre Dame won a national championship, they didn't have a bye. Sure. You know, they played on September 10th to start the season, the 17th, the 24th, October 1st, October 8th, October 15th, October 22nd, October 29th, November 5th. Then they had a bye before their last two games. Right. So the great teams dig deep and say, we got to push through. But the other thing too is, if the coaches, if this team wears down, that's on the coaches because this team is deep enough at the positions where you could wear down to play more guys. And so that's something that that should factor into this thing as well. So it's a big game, Ryan, and a game that Notre Dame can and should win, but they're gonna have to earn it. They're th- yep. that's just if they if they you know blow Louisville out like some people are predicting, it means they're gonna have to play really well. They're capable of it, sure. I'm just not ready to predict it because I just um this I've the only kind of um, emotional change that I've had over the last year is I've just kind of gotten into a little bit more of a of a prove it to me mode with some of my predictions as opposed to you know hey this is what I think this team is going to do or should do but more of a I need to see it first and with this offense I need to see that which we'll get into a little bit. 
Well, let, let's start with the offensive side of the football because obviously I feel like the reservation to, to predict a blowout potentially mm-hmm. is because of what we've seen offensively the last two weeks. You know, they, did, they did not have a great showing against Ohio State. They even he had an even less great showing against Duke. It was a really it was a poor showing against Duke. So Notre Dame, who started the year off with four straight games of over 40 points, which was a feat that we have not seen in some time, has now had back-to-back games where they looked anemic offensively. 14 and 21 points in the last two games. So that 21 mm-hmm. came in the very last minute of that football game. We know watching that Duke game was not pretty. It was 14-13 and had a chance to flip the script on them. So. And, Ryan, your first yeah. touchdown was set up by a fake punt when your drive stalled out, your first field goal was set up by an interception that gave you the ball inside the 15 yard line. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was, it reminded me a lot of kind of like the Clemson game last year where, you know, your offense didn't do a whole lot. The points looked a little bit better than they actually were because the only difference is, is they didn't get you actual direct points. You didn't directly get a special teams touchdown and a, in an offensive touchdown or defensive touchdown. But like you said, they, they, but they played a team that they could get away with that because Duke was not a high octane offense. No. And and they didn't have the play they had good players but they weren't those rip off 60 yard gain type of guys like 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 Louisville is and so you're going to need the offense to get back on track Ryan and then when I think of the keys to the victory this week it's it's for me and and I don't know how it is for you but for me it's not just about this game like the keys we have are about this is what you got to do to beat Louisville but yeah. There are also things that we need to see Notre Dame do because they're going to need to be better moving forward. They're, they're not going to be able to go win against USC and in Clemson scoring 21 points the way that they did. You can't keep asking your defense to bail you out week after week after week. Eventually, the offense has to pick it up if this team's going to reach its potential. And eventually the defense is going to have an off game, right? Like that's going to happen. You're not going to, a defense is not going to be as stellar as it's been for 12 games this year. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be a game where you're just like, the defense just doesn't have it today. Like you're just not playing great football. So the offense needs to be able to pick them up the way the defense has picked them up so many times already this year, especially the last two games, especially. So I agree. And I, I think that for me, we need to talk about starting fast, which is a key that we hit on a lot, but I think it really, it, 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 extends beyond just the scoreboard here right as far as like let's get a couple early touchdowns there's being good early on first down there's being ahead of the sticks there's a lot of different layers i think to this brian than just simply you know score your first three possessions it's about sustainability to your points you know going against usc going against clemson going against some of the better teams that are left on the schedule i think starting fast is a huge key for notre dame in this victory that can extend to the rest of the season potentially yeah, and we'll talk specifically what they need to do. But to your point, Ryan, it is very much and in, and in, in why is it important for USC and those type of teams? It's not even so much about you've got to score X a number of first quarter points, which is true. You've got to match early scores against a high octane offense, which is true. Those are all more practical things. But also on top of that, Ryan, it's a confidence thing, and that's even more of where I think the fast start needs to be this game. There are practical reasons why there are practical ways to get there. You've got to be, you know, good on early downs. How do you start fast? Be good on first down. Uh, How do you start fast from a point standpoint? Move the chains, right? Means you also got to be good on third down, you know, create some big plays, which we'll get into and all those type of things. Those are all practical ways to start fast. 
Starting fast helps you practically because it allows you to A, quiet the crowd, uh, B, jump up on a team if your defense is doing a job, C, match the other team's offense if your defense doesn't maybe come out red hot like it has most of the year. I mean, all those things factor in and are reasons why, but really this team needs confidence. They need confidence in themselves. They need confidence in each other. There needs to be more confidence in, in, in just all around. Sam Hartman needs to start having more confidence in his receivers. And you say, well, you know, I understand why he doesn't. I do too. But as I wrote about today and we talk, and I talked about yesterday, Ryan, you're a six-year senior. You're a captain. It's also your job to say, hey, I can either crush Tobias for not making plays or I can say, hey, I'm the leader. I'm a six-year guy. He's a sophomore. I need to build him up. So how can we do that, right? And and so it's all of that encompassed into uh, uh, playing like a more confident unit. The defense is playing very confident football right now, Ryan, which is partly at times why they make plays in situations where you're like, that actually almost was a, a not a good play, but why did they make the play? Because that dude is just playing at a very high level right now. That unit yep. is playing at a very high level right now, and we haven't seen that on the offense the last two weeks. And it's it's from the coaching on down. Because play calling to me reflects the lack of confidence that they have in each other as players, right? There's not a lot of confidence in the outside receivers from a coaching standpoint. And, and, and again, that's not a criticism of the coaching staff only because I understand it to a degree, you know, and, but the, at the same time, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to get those guys going? Are you just going to say, well, let's just keep avoiding it until it bites us in the butt. Or are you going to say, we got to fix this? schematically we've got to fix this from an attitude standpoint maybe it's a personnel standpoint whatever the case may be they got to fix it and if they can get this thing rolling early especially if maybe some of the early plays go to some of those guys you really need to get going whether it's Tobias Murray whether Chris Tyree Holden Stace uh, Jeremiah Love Jadarian Price like some of those guys and here's another guy that I think needs to get some confidence built up early Ryan which may surprise some people is Jaden Thomas because Jaden Thomas struggled in his two games against Power 5 teams so far. He had zero catches on four targets against NC State, one catch on three targets against Ohio State. He's really struggled against the better teams on his schedule. You can't have that at the boundary position. So you can either say, well, bench him, or you can say, hey, but we need Jaden Thomas. So how can we get him going? How can we get him rolling? And so that's going to be part of the job of the coaches this week. It's going to be part of Sam Hartman's job this week and to get this offense going. Because when you're struggling, Ryan, you know this and you come out the next game and you start off the exact same way, it can build. And we started to see that against Duke where once they started struggling, it just kind of seemed like it just started piling up. And they, you could, it was the first time all year we saw bad body language from the Notre Dame players on offense. We didn't see that against Ohio State. Yeah, they were getting stopped, but they just still had confidence. And so when they fell behind 10 nothing, it's like, we're good, we got this. Boom, 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 touchdown. Boom, 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 touchdown. But since that game, and, and it really looked that way kind of on that last drive, the last couple of plays, like from a play calling standpoint. But in this game, once Duke started making stops, the body language looked really bad on the offensive yeah. side of the ball to me. And, and that's when you're like, this is not a confident group, and that has to get fixed. All the scheme in the world doesn't fix that. It, it comes down to – now the scheme can help you get that, but at some point in time – the players got to step up and say, we got this. Well, the Duke game was so weird to me too, because there's actually been a couple games this year that I feel like the offense has started a little bit slow, but then adjustments kind of get them out of that, right? You come out of halftime and you just feel a little bit more 
just understanding of what the expectation is and a little bit more pace offensively. Duke was a weird game because I felt like you went to the locker room and you were like, okay, we're up 13, nothing, but like, we know we're not playing well. Right. And then coming out of the, the period, you're just like, there was no answers, right? Like there was no juice. There was no answers. There was nothing there tangible to hold on to and be like, we're going to be all right. Like it got really murky there for a long time. So I think that fast start is especially important because we've seen this team not start well in some games this year offensively, but we usually have seen them adjust and find their stride, especially after halftime. And we didn't see that last week. So you need to stop that from being a trend, obviously, right? Like you can't have that happen again. Because if you fall behind against USC next week, or even Clemson in a few weeks. Or even Louisville this week. I mean, with their big play offense. Well, and I I was going to say that the big thing for me about fast starting fast is that this Louisville team is a team that I think will kind of feast for being up early, right? Because one, especially. I I wasn't even talking about the crowd, but yeah, that's a great point, is that the crowd is going to get into it. But Louisville is built to score points. That's why you brought Jeff Brom in. That's why you wanted his offensive mind aboard. But also that defense, just kind of on the other side of the coin here for a second, they are a undersized but athletic defense that wants to be in attack mode all the time. When's the best way to be in attack mode? When a team's behind and they're on their heels a little bit and they're trying to find answers. If I feel really feel like offensively, if Notre Dame finds a rhythm early and they get off to a fast start and they punch this this. Louisville team in the mouth a little bit, obviously not figuratively. They have a chance to, I think, really assert their will on this team early because I don't think this team wants to play that trench warfare. I don't think they want to play, you know, 10 rounds with a team like Notre Dame if they are working downhill, if they are being aggressive, if they are being, if they are dictating the pace and the, and the, just the, the feeling of this football game. I don't think Louisville wants to play that type of game. So I think getting off to a fast start is especially important. Because this is a fast Louisville defense that it wants to prey on bad yeah. decisions, on mistakes, on negatives. Like they want to create those things. And I think the Notre Dame needs to be able to really just come out early on and be like, it's not your day, guys. It's just not yes. your day. It's our day. It's not your day. Put that doubt in their mind, Ryan. Absolutely. That's yes. absolutely right. Put that doubt in their mind, like, uh, uh oh. You know, because right now, Notre Dame's a wounded animal. And. One of two things happens with a wounded animal. One is you put it out of its misery, and that's what Louisville is going to try to do. Or two, it's like, okay, it realizes it needs to fight for its life, and uh, it's fighting. It's got more than I got. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's where Notre Dame offense is right now. And and also a fast start is going to tell us a lot about who this team is uh, on offense from an attitude standpoint, right? I mean, yeah. Do you have some dogs on your offense that are saying, hey, man, I got this? Because that's right. part of it too, right? We can talk about scheme and play calling and all that, but at some point in time, when you're struggling, there's got to be individual players that say, "I hey Sam, come to me on this play. I got this." Right? You know who who are those guys right now? Uh, is it only Mitchell Evans at this point in time? Who else is going to step up beside him? It can't be Audric Estime. It can't be a running back, in my opinion, because at this at, at the end of the day, you're kind of beholden to what's happening in front of you. But it can be. You know, uh, Rocco Spindler and Blake Fisher turning around to, you know, Joe Rudolph on the sideline saying, hey, next time we get in a third and one or next time we need to do this, you come behind us and then go get it done. You know what I mean? Who is going to be that guy? Right. And 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 or guys. And those are the things that I want to see. And if that happens this week and it, it sometimes it happens during the week of practice, Ryan, in preparation, like, hey, I got this. And then I'm going to go out and have that week of you know the, that I need to do. And then you got to go make plays in the game. But uh, yep. it, 
we can we can and the scheme's got to be good. I'm not ju- I'm not excusing the staff. They've got to come up with a good game plan. You know, make sure they're doing things to get those guys to football. They've got to make sure they're calling plays. Say we got to get this guy going, doing the right personnel, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, this is one of those things where a, a great team is going to have days like this. We've talked yeah. uh, L- LSU 2019, great one of the best offenses I've ever seen, probably the best offense I've ever seen in the regular season. That and probably 08 Oklahoma as far as just great regular season offenses and maybe 2013 Florida state, right? All those teams had games where it's just like, they didn't have it that day. That's going to happen, but you can't allow it to then manifest and keep bringing you down. Notre Dame had a rough week last week. You know what I mean? They had a couple rough plays against Ohio state to get the points down last week was just a rough game. How do you bounce back? And, that, and the great teams bounce back. Like we broke down early in the week, Ryan. Hey, you know what? Georgia had some ugly wins recently. But as we said, what did Georgia do after that ugly win at Missouri? They steamrolled people, right? Yeah. What did what did 2009 Alabama do after they had that, you know, really close loss to Tennessee that year, right? They went and smacked the number nine team in the country the next week and then started steamrolling their next few opponents, right? And that wasn't even like a great – a great Bama team to be honest with you. It was probably the the worst that in 2017 were probably Saban's, you know, quote unquote worst for lack of a better term, uh teams that he had, you know, that won championships, you know, as far as talent and just dominance, all those kind of things. But you know, that's kind of what you want to see is what do you do? What do you do when your back is against the wall? You want another example, Ryan, 2012 Alabama. They lost at home to Texas AM. You know what they did the next two weeks? They outscored their opponents 98 to nothing, right? Like, what do you do when, you're, when your backs are against the wall? Yeah, yep. and then we're going to find out what this Notre Dame team does when their backs are against the wall. And, um, and, and, I'm, and it's, this is an offensive thing because uh, there are always things, Ryan, you and I are football guys. We're going to dive into things. We're, we're going to always find things. Hey, this has got to get better, and, and everybody's got to get better at this point in time. But it's hard, big picture, to have a whole lot to say about the defense right now. I mean, seriously, your biggest complaint is, gee, I can't believe you gave up that fourth quarter touchdown to NC State with your backups, allowed them to get over 20 points. You know what I mean? Like, you know, doing a pretty good job. But at some point, you've got to kind of protect them. And and this is my big fear with Coach Freeman as a defensive coach, to be honest with you, Ryan, is sometimes defensive coaches think you can win that way week after week after week. You can't. And you've got to figure out ways to get your offense going because you still got to score points in college football. To to be a championship team, you still got to score points. And you didn't bring Sam Hartman in here to have a nice nine and three, ten and two build for next season type of team. You didn't. Otherwise, you should have kept Tyler Buckner if that's what you wanted to do, right? And let the younger guys compete with them. You did it because you think you got a chance to win a championship, and a championship team has to be able to score points. And we're going to see if they can find the right buttons to push this week. And it's going to be—it's going to include a start, a fast start, because the way this team is playing, Ryan, if they come out slow, they haven't proven to me that they can get out of that funk yet. They really haven't, and we're going to have to see that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The month of October is going to be jam-packed with huge games for Notre Dame. 
and ticket hunting for those games can be stressful, which is why you need to check out Game Time. Whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to this week's top 25 matchup between the Irish and Louisville, or next week when Notre Dame takes on USC, Game Time is the go-to place for you. That's where I went and got tickets to the Notre Dame-Clemson game for my mom and dad. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Number two, of course, is what Notre Dame's offensive identity is always going to be built upon. That's the ability to run the football. And we saw last week Notre Dame did not run the football incredibly well until later in that football game, obviously getting especially that 30 yard touchdown to kind of bolster the stats a little bit. Notre Dame is always going to be a team that is built off of great offensive line play and the ability to assert your will on an opposing defense. And that starts obviously in the trenches and the ability to run the football for me, Brian, like there's two big things that I really want to hit on mostly with this. And then obviously we'll go a little bit deeper, but one that's Notre Dame's bread and butter, the ability to run the football when they've been at their best, that has been what has driven the, the bus, you know, their ability to be balanced, of course, but at the end of the day, Audrick Estime, the other running backs in the room, that offensive line, you are, you will go as that offensive line goes, in my opinion. So that run game, I think, will be a great example of just how good you are offensively on Saturday. And number two, I already hit on this one a little bit. Louisville is an undersized team. They are an undersized team. And you can't just you can't just go duo, 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 run just straight at them all game. You need to find a way, though, in during the duration of this football game to assert that downhill running attack, especially mm-hmm. for me, because they have a defensive line that is inside 290, 270 something, former walk on. You have two linebackers that are listed at 6'1, 230 pounds. I like the Alderman kid, but there is no way that kid is actually 230 pounds. Absolutely no. He's much more Jalen Sneed than he is JD Bertrand, for instance, yeah. as far as his build. Like he's just not that kid. This is an undersized athletic defense that if Notre Dame does enough offensively from a run game diversity perspective and from an eye discipline perspective, I think that you can really wear this defense yeah. down in the run game. Yep. That is, of course, is on paper. That is me theorizing that this should be a reality that we live in. At the end of the day, on Saturday night, Notre Dame needs to assert their will and they need to get that run game going because that should be a massive advantage for them yep. in this football game, in my opinion. Oh, uh, you're spot on, Ryan. And and it, it comes down to it's not even just the mat. The matchup is huge, but it's like if this is who you are going to be 
when your backs are against the wall, if you can't go to what you're best at, then maybe it's not your best or maybe you're just not good enough. Right. And now that doesn't mean they've got to come out and, and say, OK, this is what Ryan and I want to see. We want to see 23 personnel on the first five plays and run this. I mean, it does is that what I'm saying? Double type power. I let's go. <laughs> baby. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. But yeah. it's about in the in the flow of the game establishing the ability to run the football that may be coming out and throwing the first three plays of the game to back them off or something like that I would I always say look you don't need to come out throwing come on have RPOs built in so if the other team is getting you with numbers you can pull and throw and do some other things I think RPOs are going to be a big part of protecting the run game this week and really getting the run game going that if 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 Louisville does what you and I know they're going to do which is get numbers down because they're they're gonna like, dude. I dare you to beat us with the receivers you have right now and the way you're playing right now. I dare you. Especially you since they've um, they have pretty good corners. So exactly. like, yeah, they'll be very they'll exactly. be very okay with that matchup. Exactly. Yep. That's what Duke did last week. Duke said, I dare you to beat a stone to football. And Notre mm-hmm. Dame couldn't. You know, I mean, you say, Oh yeah, they did at the end. Like, okay, you want to bank on another fourth and sixteen conversion, you know, this week? I, I don't. Right. And so uh that that has to get going and it's going to be you're going to have to have a good game plan to do it. You're going to have yeah. to you know be a little bit more creative than you were last week, mix up your personnel, get back to some of the things that worked for you and get back to being downhill too. That's the other thing Ryan is I was really surprised with just how much of the the slow developing stuff they were focusing on last week when it's like that's cool, that stuff's got to be part of what you do, but you got to be willing to just hit it quick. Whether it's putting a different back in the game, whether it's using estimate to run your inside zones, I need to see some of that stuff. And then also be willing to do some things to protect your run game with your motions and reverses and jets and things like that. They're just there's too much there for them that they're this is my biggest frustration with the offense. There are too many things there that can be done that they're not doing for whatever reason. RPOs. Yeah. Uh, using the right players on like when Tobias Merriweather goes in motion, is anybody worried that they're going to give Tobias Merriweather a jet sweep, a six foot four, 200 pound kid, a jet sweep? No. Are you concerned at all? Central Michigan may not be able to stop Jaden Thomas on a jet sweep, but everybody else that's good on defense has done it whenever they've tried it. Cause that's just not the guy that scares you, right? You're not game planning because, Oh, they may give Jaden Thomas a jet sweep or Rico Flores. No, you're concerned about Chris Tyree doing it. You know, you're concerned about doing it out of 20-something personnel and having Jeremiah Love be the guy that gets that kind of ball, right? Those are the things that I want to see is, is maybe do that, Ryan. Come out in 21 personnel, put Jeremiah Love out in the slot and do some motion stuff with him. Have him be your your guy that you're smoking with reverses. Because we, we, we saw it last week. On a, he got a jet in here or a jet pass, well, it was, it was. Yeah, but, yeah. And, yeah. It, and, it went, and we didn't see it again. But, like, imagine that if, like, you're you're in a 21 personnel, you've got him out of the backfield, you're running your inside zone stuff, and he's running a, a reverse action, and the defense doesn't respond to it, what are you going to do? You come right back to it, right? Yep. Before they get back to the sideline and have a chance to adjust, you come right back to it. So there's all types of things like that they can do, and all those things serve to protect the run game to allow it to get going. And we just – for whatever reason, we just haven't seen a lot of that stuff. We've seen it in practice, but we haven't seen it in games. And and that concerns me because it's not – we're past the time where fans are asking, like, were they holding on for this until X game? Well, the Ohio State game happened, right? They're not holding on things. Well, yeah, we, we could have maybe used it to beat Ohio State, but we're really waiting to use it against USC. 
We're saving right? it for Stanford, baby. Saving it right. for Stanford. Yeah. So if we get George in the playoff, we really want to save it for them. Like this is kind of who you are. So you guys have got to figure some things out and, and say, hey, look, we've got to be willing to adapt. And the head football coach has to be willing to um, promote it, allow it, and and say, hey, look, we've got to be more aggressive. We it's and this is what there was somebody who was questioning us on this, and 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 here's my point. And say you're trying to figure it out. Notre Dame has been two different offenses this year. They've been that aggressive go at teams offense the first four games, and then they've been this really super conservative, not wanting to push the ball down the field, you know, not being as creative with your run game, not running as many RPOs offense the last two weeks. And I don't understand why, other than just the fact that you're just you don't want to make a mistake. You just want to, you know, grind it out, keep the score down. And, and it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I, I kind of get it against Ohio State. I don't like it, but I get it. But what's the reason for being so slow and methodical against Duke? What's Are you worried about Duke's offense? Right? I mean, I understand playing complimentary football, but at some point in time, your defense has to be used to complement your offense as well. Instead yeah. of your offense always having to sacrifice for the defense. And and your defense is good enough at this point in time, Ryan, especially if you, you attack with it, where you can let your offense be more aggressive. And that, I guess we kind of, I, I should say, my bad, uh, kind of already started leading into number number three, if you want to just kind of introduce that one, and then we can just continue yep. to go full steam into this. Yeah, we really want to talk for number three, the big key offensively, is to be more creative in the pass game. And I think that, it, you know what was really frustrating about Duke, especially Brian, was I felt like the fact that you didn't have Jaden Thomas, you didn't have Jaden Greathouse, and Deion Colsey's out with it with the injury, obviously, as well now, that the offensive identity turned from let's just be as vanilla as possible and not utilize our players the best that we can from a passing game perspective. Like it just seemed very scripted, boring. I, I mean, I don't even know what the word is 100%, but like it wasn't, it certainly wasn't creative. You didn't push low risk. the envelope of creativity. It, yeah, was. it just, it was, it was very vanilla. Risk. It was a very vanilla passing scheme. And I feel like we're just really selling shorts in that instance. The talent that you still have at wide receiver, right? Like I know Tobias Merriweather had a bad game, but you still have Rico Flores. You still have the tight ends. You still have Chris, Chris Tyree. Tyree. You still have some really potent passing game weapons potentially. But that for whatever back. reason, yeah, whatever reason though, Notre Dame just kind of leaned into conservative game and they completely forgot about past game diversity that we talked about sometimes a lot as well on this show and it, for whatever reason that was not a reality against duke it needs to be a reality against louisville because duke is going to do a lot of the same things that that duke, uh, louisville excuse me is going to do a lot of the same things that duke did to you they are going to try to stop the run game and they are going to force you to pass and Notre Dame didn't have any answers against duke because there just was no creativity in the passing game and it was just easy to cover up Louisville is going to do a, thing, a lot of the same things. And I really think that this game is going to exemplify just how creative Jared Parker and this offensive staff can be from a passing game perspective, because there's going to be opportunities to make big plays folks in the passing game. There is in this game. I know that Louisville is going to sacrifice numbers to say, we're not letting you get the run game started. Can Notre Dame capitalize on that? That's the big question, but I think they'll have a chance to, because there's going to be a lot of one-on-one opportunities. I think this week. Yeah. Two things, Ryan. Number one is you're you're correct. Louisville is going to sacrifice that, and to, they're going to make you beat us with the pass game because we're not going to let your run game beat us. Why do I think they're going to do that? Because every other team that they've played this year has done that, right? Right. Number two, they were a team that was susceptible to giving up the big plays in the pass game anyway in right. their base defense. 
And and so now there's certainly those opportunities, Ryan. And, and the, the frustrating thing about last week and, and what I want to see why this is a key this week is because I thought on the first series on the script, they had some stuff. They they did that motion and ran that the the wide seam. You know, they did that kind of post snap switch. So what they, if I remember, they were in twelve personnel. They had Holden Stace here, and they brought Mitchell Evans here. Then they said Holden Stace on a backside seam, brought Mitchell Evans up the seam. He comes wide open, big play. Then they took a shot on a post route to Tobias Merriweather, and yeah, it fell incomplete. But you know what? He was open, and they never went back to it. Never went back to it. And so it's it it you ran the the shovel on the the first series after you had the the first down, right? That was creative. Yeah. So the script was there, but then it's like once they got off the script it was like, okay, let's just get out of this game kind of thing. And and that's that that's the not the mindset of a champion in my opinion. It, it really isn't. It's like, hey, we're missing guys, so let's let's use some other guys to make some plays and and when we talk about creativity in the pass game, we're not talking about running double passes and in trick plays it's just about expand your universe a little bit right it, it you know be more willing to use the rpos uh to protect your run game be more willing to use other players as and you and i talked about this earlier in the week you know use Jer- get jeremiah love maybe an early downfield seam target and and you're doing that because a you may hit it may hit right and that'd be great but if not you can utilize that and say hey they're they're aware of this. They're running to this. They're worried about twelve. So let's use this to kind of, you know, come back with it. And you know, we've seen them do some stuff with him out of the backfield. But it's been like the same thing every time. It's been just that wheel concept. It's like, guys, I think they have this figured out. You ran it against Louisville or NC State. He was open for a big play. You didn't throw it. You keep going back to it, and now teams are covering it. So what is your counter off of that? Right. You know, and it's kind of like, yeah, you ran some stuff now that worked earlier in the year, but hey, guys, teams get film. You've got to have some answers. And I want to see that in this game, Ryan. And, and so that's what we mean by creativity. It's not it's not reinventing the wheel. It's not adding 40 new pass concepts to your offense. It's enhancing the things that you're doing, complementing the things that you're doing, and bring in some of the things that we know you can do and have done just on a smaller scale to be more aggressive. And then when those chances come, guys got to step up and make plays. That's the reality of it. So those are the things that I want to see, Ryan, because yeah, it's going to, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to help you against USC and Clemson and not, but it's going to help you beat Louisville. And you're going to need that to beat Louisville. Cause if you're just going to run those, you know, you know what their past game turned into last week, they turned into Duke. That's what they basically yeah. turned into for until the last drive. It's, it's just, let's just run some levels and some option routes. And it's like, they would run these option routes against man and then just stop and like not move. And it was just like, well, yeah, that that's covered. You know, no one's moving. No one's doing anything. It was just such a very, like you said, very vanilla, no aggressiveness. And Duke just sat on it and they never did anything about it until the last drive. Now, fortunately the last drive did happen, but I just, I want to see, I don't want to see that this game, Ryan. I want to see a team that says, Hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to, we're going to go make plays. We're going to create opportunities. We're going to make some plays. And that's going to be a key for this offense. Well, I, I think that this is a defense, a secondary, and just a passing defense in general that I think they can get got by some good passing attacks. I really do. I mean, I let like I like a couple of the players that they have in that secondary. I mean, even a couple of their backups. You're like, you know, Storm Ducks played a lot of football in his career. Like that's a really good backup player. Cameron Kelly, that's a really good backup player to the starters that they have at corner. But ultimately, for me, I'm like I'm watching this pass defense. I'm like they like to play a lot of man coverage, but also they have the ability to give up some big plays there. They do, man. Like they are going to sacrifice numbers 
in order to put their defense in one-on-one position a lot. In this. And I think that that's going to transcend into this football game because why wouldn't you do that against Notre Dame? Like I am worried about box against Notre Dame right mm-hmm. now. I'm not worried about outside the numbers and deep down the field. Like that's just something that personally for me as a defensive mind, like I come into that football game, I'm just like, that's, you have to show me you can make a play before I respect yeah. it. Like I'm not going to respect the play that I haven't seen on yeah. film or that I haven't seen consistently on film. So they're going to have opportunities is my biggest thing here. Cause I think that Louisville, although they have talent in the secondary, they are susceptible for giving up some big plays. Yep. They are susceptible from giving up some completions. Like you can have, yep. you have opportunities here, man. You do. And you have a, again, I, I always steer back to this, but like, it's so true. Sixth year quarterback, Sam Hartman, who is top 20 all time in both passing yards and passing touchdowns did not come to Notre Dame to be a facilitator and a distributor. He did not do that. He came to Notre yep. Dame to create big plays and open up a passing attack that has not been opened up enough. Louisville yeah. has an opportunity for you to have some big plays and some big chunk plays and production in the passing game this week. Ryan, the the the, the thing is too is I, I think as fans we have to we have to start thinking about is is this a coordinator problem? Because like what I continue to grow tired of is when people make the same complaints about Jared Parker in the last couple of games that they made about Tommy Reese last year. At some point in time, we have to ask ourselves: Is it the coordinators? Or is this just the the what the direction that the head football coach wants to go? And my hope is is that it, is that Coach Freeman says, "Hey, look, we we can't we can't keep winning like this over the course of a season. We've got to turn these guys loose." And I just feel like when they've had some injuries or the first time they struggle a little bit or they're playing a good team, there's just sorts of sort of like a "don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake" mentality. And you are good enough to still beat Duke that way. You may not be good enough to beat Louisville that way. And you can't keep putting that on your defense. And so we're going to need to see that change a little bit to your point, Ryan, there's still way too many weapons on this team, not to be using them better to where you can't score more than 21 points on Duke or 14 points on Ohio state. And uh, that's what we need to see. Right. And so turn your guys loose, turn your coaches loose, turn your players loose, turn them loose, man. And if, if Sam Hartman happens to throw a pick, I'll take that. If he means he throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns, I'd much rather have that 350 yards, four touchdowns and a pick than 225 yards, one touchdown, no picks. And you, you got to hope that Louisville doesn't go down and score on that last drive when you're up 20 to 17, like uh, just not going to win that way. And my, my last note on this, Brian, before we get over to the defensive side of the ball, is I really – if someone wanted to make an excuse last week about the wide receiver position and the injuries and been like, well, you know, they were down something and that was that was the issue, that was the problem, you could, you could make that argument to a degree, right? This week, you're expecting to be more healthy, healthy at the wide receiver position. That's not an excuse in back-to-back weeks anymore. That's not an excuse against a Louisville team that, all due respect to the Cardinal, who I think are a good football team, you are more talented than them. You're more talented than them. So with health not being as much of a circumstance as it was last week, throw the excuses out the door. Like, I want, I, I, for once, I just want a Notre Dame game, whether it is positive or negative, to not have an excuse put, put on the back end on, on for some reason, right? Like last week, it's no wide receivers healthy, yada, yada, yada. You're on the road, blah, 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 like all that stuff. And I get that. That's, those are factors in the football game. But at the end of the day, at the baseline, you are a better football team than the one you're playing on Saturday. You are, or at least a more talented team, I should say. You're more talented than them. 
No excuses this week offensively. Get it done, man. Just get it done. You have the opportunity. Get it done. Make some plays. That's what I want to see on Saturday. Yep.